I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow, who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace? Question mark? The trade deadline's uh-huh. tomorrow. Today's Monday, August 1st. Yeah. Uh, we are... Rest in peace to the fucking trade deadline. Why, you think it's... Uh, you're What's underwhelmed? What's been going on? It's the fucking... Do you not have headphones again? No, I don't have headphones. Jesus Christ, Dallas. <laughs> what? I told, I, I, I told out, you my headphones aren't, aren't locked in. What does that mean? There's no echo. Yes, there is. Is there an echo now? Uh, no. Yeah, you're good. We're good. <laughs> you're good. No echo. All right. Shout out uh, Sega Genesis. Echo the Dolphin. Great game. There we go. Like there's still kind of an echo for being honest. Great game. Because Why don't you have headphones, dude? What? I- and now you just unplugged your microphone. Clean it up, dude. What are you doing? What are you doing? Nope. Still fucked up. What do you keep I haven't touching? touched anything? Oh, it's fixed now. You touched something. I did. Uh, hello. Hello. You're Nothing. good. Nothing. Jesus Christ. This guy used to pitch in the big leagues. This is sad. Exactly. Now it's choppy. What? What? Did you used to have a mic holder? Yeah, maybe use that and don't fucking touch it. How's that treating you? (laughs) So good. Yeah, don't touch that shit, dude. You good? I'm been good. (laughs) This, this, the start to this show is the exact. Uh, metaphor for the Oakland A's at the trade deadline that we need. Oh, the Oakland A's. You, you are the Oakland A's. The Oakland. What? What? Why? Why are you firing an arrow at the green? It's taken you three and a half minutes for the <laughs> podcast to start, and now here you are. Yeah, firing arrows at the green and gold for what reason? Well, for I no think reason. that the green no. and gold worst team in the league, number one, uh, and you guys have some assets that I think are going to be of interest to, to teams that are looking to contend for, for a pennant for a World Series this year. Agree or disagree? Yeah, there's some pieces, but uh, <laughs> yeah, whether or not they decide to move <laughs> remains to be seen. Whether or not they decide to get moved, or I, I guess I should say, remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who do you- I don't... Uh, it's, not a great, it's not a great time. Like the next 24, not going to be solid. Not going to be good. I feel I mean, like, it though, is what it is. It, it, out of all the players that have come and gone out of Oakland in the last, I don't know, year or two, I feel like all the, all the hard goodbyes are, are over. Like, Matty O and Chapman, like, those are the guys where I think it was like, you know, maybe these are, you know, foundational pieces here. And, you know, they, these are the guys move. If the A's are going to get over the hump and win a World Series, well, they're afraid to spend money on their actual payroll. Like, these are going to be the guys, and they traded them. Like, I, out of everyone that's there right now, how much sentimental value remains between the roster and the fan base? 
Uh, I, I think the fans, well, I mean, as it sets right now, and I'm not calling Stephen Boat, Stephen Vo a trade piece per se, <laughs> but he could be a guy that he could be a guy. Moves. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but like a guy like Chad Pinder, mm-hmm. a guy like Frankie Montas, because Frankie has put in a ton of work as an Oakland Athletic, mm-hmm. and we've watched him blossom. We've watched him like really be on the verge of like, yo, I got to figure this out, or, or things are gonna. Things are going to be very different than I anticipated them being with me in the big leagues. Yeah. Um, and and now you've watched him turn himself into an ace, a a very highly sought after commodity. And that's why we're having this conversation right now is because parting ways with a guy like Frankie Montas is going to hurt. That's going to hurt mm. because fans, again, ace fans know it's coming. They have braced for it. The fact that it hasn't happened and Frankie has pitched the way he has, has made it all the more inevitable. And really, it's just the the, the pill that A's fans know they have to take. It's going to be tough to swallow, but you're like, well, this is almost like the last round of the medicine here. You mm-hmm. know, a guy like Chad Pinder is also a, a guy who has that connection with the fan base, who is a part of that class that came up. You mentioned both the mats. Uh, Chapianoli, Chad mm-hmm. Pinder, a big part of that group. Um. So yeah, it's just it's it's not great. It's not fun. But I mean, you know, there's a lot of teams that feel the same way A's fans feel right now. Yeah, <clears throat> the dozens and dozens of them. They uh, we got some breaking news here. Joey, did you see this? No. The Atlanta Braves. Area area Adrian Adrianza. Uh, yes, for outfielder Trey Harris, uh, Robinson Cano has been designated for assignment, meaning that is the third team to get rid of his ass just in this year alone. He might land in Oakland. You didn't have, you didn't have Robinson Cano being a part of that, (laughs) that championship run. That's tough. I mean, I'm sure he'll clear waivers, get back on the team. (laughs) You think the Braves are going to keep him? Oh yeah. I mean, he's hitting really well right now. Does he have an extra base hit? Why would you? Who cares, dude? <laughs> Why would you cares? need that? You don't need that. Second base aren't supposed to hit for power. It's bad. I'm not hit for power. Listen, second I'm not hit. saying he needs to have pop to stay on the Atlanta Braves. I was just asking if he had one or not. I don't know. That is a good question. I don't remember. I don't remember him. He's more of a singles guy. Yeah. Yeah, they call him. Uh, is he Dominican? Right. Yeah, I think he is. Yes, they call he him is. the Dominican Ichiro. He's Dominican <laughs> Ichiro. Yeah, and he's sick. But Adrianza back on the Braves. Yeah, a reunion of sorts. Look at that. He's back. He's back. Well, does this mean they're not going to get Jock? No, I would no hope Jock not. strap for the Bravos. No, I would hope not. Yeah, I doubt it. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately for the Braves, there's no Jock Peterson in the future. What, it uh, looks like that now, at least. Do you do you have do you have a landing spot for Frankie Montas? Because it seems like you're very interested in the Oakland A's for whatever reason this morning. I am. Uh, I I got Frankie Montas going to the Houston Astros. Really? Um, I want to get this out of the way really quick. Uh, but I almost broke the Luis Castillo trade. 
Why didn't you? <laughs> wow. Um, no, here's the thing. I, I'm not. <laughs> I take full accountability. I'm not a blame others guy. But I had my guy reach out to me and say, Luis Castillo. The the person that reached out to me uh, is not a baseball guy. He's a he's a nerd who knows other nerds. So this nerd reaches out to me and he's like, Hey, I don't. I don't know who Luis Castillo is, but he's going to the Mariners. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm friends with some like some of the geeks in, in Seattle. And they said that that's what's happening. And I was like, well, can you confirm that? And he was like, yeah, I'll send a couple text messages. But it sounds like, yeah, Luis Castillo is going to the Mariners. And in the 10 minute window that this person was sending out text messages to confirm that he was going to the Mariners, that's when when passing broke it. I, I should have just shit posted and like I did with with Arenado. Like I tweeted like, you know where you know where Nolan Arenado would look really good? St. Louis. Like I should have done that with Castillo. But you have to make it official or else you get no reward. Unless that's not true. Because people know it's- how I people know how I like leak stuff. Like I, I'll never say breaking uh, Luis Castillo to the Mariners. Like I would say something like I kind of like I kind of think that Luis Castillo would be a great fit in Seattle. And then That's not know. the move. You got to break. You got to say sources. You got to like. It's the internet. It you official. don't have to be held. You can't be held accountable anyway. You're fine. Right. But the goal is to get someone to say that you got it first. And then, you you know. I don't care about that. Because even if even when I get it first. Well, what's the point of breaking news? Yeah, if you that's don't the, care yeah, about exactly. it. Because it's like I'm the I'm the reporter of the people. Like the people know the people know that I, I can break news. But let's just say hypothetically that I did sources Luis Castillo to the Mariners. Am I getting a tag from John Heyman, Ken Rosenthal, and and whoever else? No. Like maybe Passan. I think Passan would if I really did get it first. But like the big dogs are all going to suck each other's cocks and be like, Joel Sherman was all over it, passing first, but Sherman had it had the details afterwards. And like, yeah, I'd probably, that's what you want. I would have had call him out. Then you call him out. I don't out. care. You, you I get don't a smear campaign, you get him fired. That's the point. <laughs> This yeah. is one of this. To get it's happened so fired, many times. Go. It's happened so many times that those guys will never acknowledge my existence. Like when we did the uh the uh the Danny Vietti uh, Twitter tournament thing and I just boat raced John Heyman. Heyman was tweeting like, I don't get it. Like, isn't he just like a Red Sox fan? Like, how is like why did he beat me by that? Like he doesn't even acknowledge that like we're on the same television network together now. <laughs> He just doesn't get it. <clears throat> he doesn't. Or yeah, he, he does get it, but he like doesn't want to acknowledge it. Um, but we can start there because I, I, I think what was it? The uh, the Cespedes barbecue guys had an interesting tweet today about people being like, yo, where the fuck are all the trades? And they had the timeline of dates because this is this is a weird year. Usually July 31st, like. <laughs> there'll be some days where I'll wake up and I'll look at the date and I'll be like, all right, February 16th. Why does that? Like that's someone's birthday. Like I can't remember who. Uh, I have that feeling on July 31st because it's it's trade deadline day for baseball. This year it's August 2nd. Um, but so last year, July 25th, there was one trade. 26th, three trades. The 27th, one trade. The 28th, six trades. The 29th, nine trades. And then the deadline day. 27 trades this year <coughs> the 28th one trade the 29th one trade the 30th three trades the 31st coincidentally zero trades 
Today, there's been one. We just we just broke that one. Um, and then deadline day, we're not really sure. But it seems like it seems like uh, the lead up to deadline day has been really light. Mm-hmm. Other you know than, I guess, that? what do they call that? The, a slow build? The calm before the storm, baby. Ooh, oh, Joey. Wow. Joseph. Because I got sources You're too. dirty. You're a I, dirty bird, Joseph. I got sources too. And yeah, what, what are you hearing? What are you hearing? Um, like you said, breaking news is whack. That shit's dumb as fuck. So <laughs> I'm not doing it. But. By the way, that I uh, mean, no, nothing happens until the Soto deal. Like nothing major is gonna happen. That, I don't think that one. Do you think that that's gonna be uh on deadline day? Is that gonna be earlier? Is that gonna be a buzzer beater? Because I feel like that one has to go a little bit earlier so that other teams can pivot and make other trades. Yeah, but that's that, you know, like, honestly, here's the thing, too. There's some strategy to that. Like, if you know that you have this package to offer, all you got to do is a little bit of back channeling and you could really play this board where you prevent opponents from being able to stockpile. You prevent opponents from being able to make those moves by by dangling the bait, so to speak. Like, we get something locked in. Let's see, Joey and I are, are locked in on a Soto deal. I'm giving him Soto. We're good to go. But Joey's like, you know, there's some things that we got to put together. Like, this is kind of what we're looking at. Maybe it's some cash, whatever, but we're, we're good, okay? We're, we're going to get back to you. And he gets back to me, and, and I'm okay with him getting back to me at the very last minute. Now, does that necessarily block other people from making moves? No, because I think if you haven't gotten something done by a certain point in time, you're probably you're probably going to pivot. You have backup plans. You have contingencies in place. But should the landscape, as it is ever-changing, but slowly, as you've pointed out, Jared, uh, you, you don't know what that does to the value of your resources. Because guys move, guys go, and that could increase the value of your resources. Or it could render your resources moot points where guys no longer need what you have to offer because they've gotten a cheaper version of it or they've gotten some sort of other version from it by utilizing different mechanisms. So it's this is where it's, you know, like from a business perspective, from a strategy perspective, it becomes really fun. It becomes interesting. Like this is where you've got to be on it. This is where you've got to have a feel for your needs, what you're willing to part with, what other teams have, because you might be able to plug holes that you're creating by getting that big piece with some other resources from other places that might not be as sexy as what you're giving up to maybe get a Soto. But now they make you feel a little better about giving up what you did because who you've gotten. In, it's just there's so many moving parts to these days. It's yeah. it's you you go crazy. I I thought it was really funny that uh, <clears throat> shout out to Cardinals fans. Cardinals fans, uh, they listen to this podcast, which we appreciate. Um, fucking the, they're fucking idiots, dude. <laughs> Cardinals fans. The ones that I saw talking shit to me, fucking idiots. <laughs> they were talking shit to Joey. So that that was what I was gonna say is uh, we haven't had the ability to <laughs> rip clips from this podcast. And the Cardinals fans that listen, 
they heard the tidbit of me saying that uh, I heard that the Cardinals were hot and heavy on Soto. And it's since come out other real reporters have since reported this. But you heard it here first on Baseball's Dead that the Cardinals were hot and heavy on Soto. And then Joey, tongue-in-cheek, comes in and says, I have sources that said that they're out. They're not even talking to the Cardinals. <laughs> and so when this, when this clip made it to the internet, Cardinal fans, that we had broken the force field of Cardinal fans that are baseball's dead listeners to just Cardinal fans that are hopeful that Juan Soto goes to St. Louis. And they were all confused. They were like, we've got one guy saying sort, he's got sources that the Cardinals are hot and heavy on Soto. But then there's another guy on there that says that they're out. They're not even in. And they were very, very, very confused. Um, Joey, do you have anything that you'd like to say to Cardinal fans that you that you confused last week? Well, they're in denial and they want they want him so bad, but mm-hmm. I just feel like it's not gonna. First of all, the Cardinals don't even. That's like the last thing they need is a is offense. They have three starting pitchers right now. Joey, we're talking about a generational talent. Yeah. Okay, Ted but Williams get reincarnated. Him, you- uh, yeah, he's a freaking John Soto. He's a beast. But listen, John to Soto. John Soto. <laughs> you're going to have to give up a lot, a lot to get him. And like, How much? Fucking. Okay, well, Luis Castillo just got traded. The Mariners gave up three of their top five prospects for Luis Castillo for mm-hmm. half a season. Yeah. So what do you think Juan Soto is going to be? And to, like, I feel like it's got to be a perfect storm to make this deal happen and everything has to be right. And you got to really want him. And the Cardinals are going to be, there's going to be people in the Cardinals front office like, I don't think we should give this much. There's people who are going to think we should give this much. But like, I think that's a big deal. It's like, is this the need? You know, we I mean, don't really need hitting right now. They have like the third best offense in baseball. Their starters and their pitching is what they need to improve on. I was talking to a baseball executive last week who basically said, uh, whoever trades for Juan Soto is going to have to blow up their farm system. Like, it is going to be a barren wasteland after you make a Juan Soto trade. But if there's any guy that you do that for, I feel like Juan Soto is probably the guy. 23 years old. He's on a trajectory of first ballot Hall of Fame, 98% or more percent of the vote to get in. I mean, he seems like the guy. Like If you're going to blow up your farm system for a guy, um, I would think... I would think that if you're going to do something like that, like blow up your farm system to acquire one player, it's not like a package of, um, I don't know, like a, a pitcher and a position player type deal, then you're going to have to have on your, like your core is going to have to already be there. And this is like the fuck you piece. You know what I mean? Like you can't mortgage your future for one guy, but like you don't have your, current like let's go for it group already in place um but i think san diego fits that bill you know like they've got their go for it core in place right now the dodgers is always their core is always there they're just they have a never-ending rotation of cores um but when i look at the the cardinals quote-unquote core uh they have three guys that are on their way out in terms of championship cores uh, from the past with, with Wayno and Pujols and, and Yachty, uh, you have Goldie and, and Nolan on the corners, but those guys are kind of like, you know, they're, they're not spring chickens. 
So they don't have like their young core in place. So if I were to power rank best fit for Soto, uh, I would probably put the Cardinals third out of the teams that are that are interested. Because I think not uh, you take it with a grain of salt, but I think it was Bob Nightingale had the tweet that said uh, the Cardinals and the Padres are to be considered the front runners here. But the Dodgers have gotten really aggressive with their offers in the last, however, whatever the time frame was. Um, but yeah, I still hope that it ends up being San Diego because I will, I will orgasm <laughs> if Juan Soto is on the same team as Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado. Well, this is where this is where Juan Soto and his camp have to do their due diligence. And take a look at all of these other teams, and because you, you have to, you have to realize, like you, you're basically walking in and looking at a swimming pool, and how much water is in this swimming pool, and you can, you can just, you can just get a feel for what it's going to be like when you get in, the temperature, all of that. What you got to account for is you cannonballing into that swimming pool and what it's going to look like afterwards. Is there going to be the same amount of water in there? Is it going to be as pristine? Because you coming into this thing is what is going to change the landscape of what's coming into this thing. Meaning that that water, you're not going to be able to put back in the swimming pool. Those prospects, they are gone now. So what does the future look like? And that's where you might say, all right, me joining here, me signing up here, we're this far away long-term. In the short term, we might be able to to achieve this. And so that's why my contract and the structure of it has options here and here, short term, big money up front. Like instead of a half a billion, is he is he making $75 million a year over the next over the next three years, I don't know, with an option every year, just something ridiculous. Because it feels like every time I throw something like that out there, within the next two years, it's happening. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I, I don't know. Like that, that, but that's one of the things you have to pay attention to if you're a guy like Juan Soto, and that's where the work from his side, as I just mentioned, comes into play. Is are we factoring what the future looks like? Now that I'm here, understanding that there's some guys who factored into your future, they're going to be gone. So what does that look like? <clears throat> if you were to put uh, your money on it, Dallas. Because I think I, I, there's so many fucking goddamn reporters now. Um, I think someone reported that he's, he's going. He's going by this trade deadline. Um, where do you have him landing? I mean, I, I, I do. I, I really think it is. I really think it's St. Louis. What? The birds? I, mean, I, I think it's not like you said fucking Oakland, but <laughs> uh, if I were to power rank, if I were to power rank the landing spots, like why why let me ask you this why San Diego over St. Louis Um I mean because I, I can I I could argue for San Diego as well Sure no so here here's here's 
the difference to me. And I don't know what uh, the Nats prefer, but I think San Diego can offer a more enticing prospect package and St. Louis can give you a, a pretty nice... I mean, they have really good fucking prospects, but I think that they will try to... Uh, They'll they'll come in with a strong prospect package, but a couple of cost controlled major league ready guys. Maybe they're already in the big league level. Whereas I think San Diego will be a little bit heavier on the prospect side versus the guys already in the big leagues cost controlled players side. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I just I'm, I'm I don't know how much of. I don't know what DC wants. <clears throat> well, I mean, look, everything. I, t- I told you, everything. and this is, this is shout out to me because I fucking nailed it. I told you, top four, top five prospects, minimum. Come talking. And maybe, and probably closer to probably a big league ready guy right now. Somebody who I can throw in there right now. So whether it's four and one, five, Five and one, who who's who's gonna move? Who's gonna who's gonna be comfortable with coming up off that? And that's why I said doing your doing your homework, like that's where like this is this should be a front office's dream. And if you're connected with your baseball people, this is why you have those baseball people that are watching other organizations. Because now you bring the folks in who have done a ton of work on what the minor league systems look like across the game of baseball, and you tell them, this is who we're parting ways with. Find me these guys. Find me these guys. Guys like this, okay? Because this is who we're giving up. And that's, uh, like, I'm not explaining rocket science here. This is just the diligence that has to be done when you're doing something like this. So for me... (laughs) It's who's willing to do that work. I think when you come into when you come into the room and you're asking ourselves, are we ready to invest? Like it's not just about the dollars here. This is a decision an entire organization has to be able to to bear the bear the impact of. I just think the Padres are more likely to pull the trigger just because that's kind of a need. They have more of a need for offense. They've been fucking the king of trades. They were in on Scherzer last year. Like this is kind of more their mo. According, uh, against the Cardinals, who have made big moves, but like I said, they need pitching more than anything. Does this block a potential Fernando Tatis move to the outfield at some point in time? Mm. <clears throat> no, no, I don't think that there's. Uh... I think you can still make that work. And if it, even if you don't want to do that, I mean, he's an athlete. You can put him fucking anywhere. I'm not worried about that. I hope he ends up in San Diego. And I, to be honest with you, Jake, you can edit this out if you want. If, if Juan Soto goes to the Padres, I might be just become a Padres fan. <laughs> you'll what? <clears throat> what? You'll what you eat say? your what? I didn't say about eating anything. What are you talking about, you fucking sicko? You're a pervert, dude. I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what he said. 
So what I say? Repeat it. He said he's moving to San Diego right next to Petco Park. Yeah. He's moving in and he's becoming a dad. You're going to move into the apartments up there? Yeah, I think I, 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 I honestly would do that, I think. That'd be sick. It's a great place. It's a great place yeah. to go. It would be a great place to go if Padre fans weren't such fucking douchebags. They'll like <laughs> you once you move there, man. Maybe, but then they'll be like, oh, you, you know, you came over when Soto came over. Like you weren't here when we were losing 100 games a year. They, they hate me for no fucking, they hate me because I made Fernando Tatis Jr. t-shirts that Fernando Tatis Jr. was getting compensated for. <laughs> that's, that's what they were mad about. They were like, bro, you weren't here when we were fucking shitty in, in 2007. Like, what the fuck, man? You guys, you weren't here when Jake Peavy was here dealing. <laughs> and you don't really like the sun either. So that's another thing we got. Dude, I don't about. like going outside. But I mean, in San Diego, the air is just different there. Have you been to San Diego before, Joey? Mm-hmm. Oh. It's just different. It is. You go outside and the air just just kisses your skin different. You know? Yeah, I was there for SEAL training. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So. How did that go? Did you like it? Top of my class. Yeah. Yeah. Joey got rolled back. Medical roll. <laughs> there was just no way, no way they could let him enter the course. No, yeah, they're like too dangerous. This, guy, this guy's too much of a weapon. That's something dude. we should do. We should get to. Uh, we should get down there. I mean, I may or may not be able to get us on that base, <laughs> and I may or may not be able to get us on that. Uh, what you call it? What seal training? The on Navy that ship? course. Oh, the, do they have any course? Do they have anything that's like a little bit like more difficult? I'm not trying to do any of the pussy stuff. <laughs> Yeah, no, they could probably square you away. I'm thinking. All right, yeah, let me know. I'm like actually like in the fitness recently, so I'm not trying yeah, to like. It do wouldn't be an that, issue at all. That patty cake bullshit that they do there. You, so let me know. You get handled. I, I got you ringing the bell. Thirty minutes into it. <laughs> Thirty minutes into it. Like, yeah. Like I'm not. I'm not getting sand in my hair. I'm not doing that. Nah. Nah. Um, did you see the big news today, Dallas? What's the big news? Uh, that the, they're legalizing sports gambling in the state of Massachusetts. Is that official? Yes. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, I, was told, I was told by some really smart people that it wasn't going to be illegal for three years or more. Turns out that well, that's a swing and a miss. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I was told by some people. Uh, yeah, you know, the three more years at least. So, but this was from uh, Ron Mariano tweeted this. Is that I'm, breaking news? Uh, as of this, it was five five o'clock this morning here. Um, he is a. Uh, and I just want it to be known for the record. I've plugged these headphones into my computer. Uh-huh. Still don't work. Yeah, no, it's it's always the technology's fault. Still don't <clears> work. <throat> I am hardwired into the computer and it still doesn't even show up as an option. Mm-hmm. 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 Proceed. Fucking Manfred headphones, dude. Yeah, See? That's terrible. He bugged them. Mm-hmm. Scumbag. 
Uh, he's a he's a speaker of the House of Representatives from Massachusetts. I'm proud to announce that the Sports Betting Conference Committee has reached an agreement on legislation that will legalize wagering on professional and collegiate sports in Massachusetts, bringing the immense economic benefits of a of a legal sports betting industry to Massachusetts. Look at that. Look at that. Good opportunity to double down on the on the uh, Indians on the Guardians. <clears throat> Whoa, my bad, Guardians. Um, yeah, I, I would. Uh, what is it? Ten k, ten k on the guards at least. <clears throat> uh, turn big league action into big winnings with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Right now, new customers can bet just five dollars. On any game and get $100 in free bets instantly. Plus, all customers can combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. With DraftKings Same Game Parlays at DraftKings Sportsbook, you'll be able to bet on your favorite batter to hit a double in his next plate appearance, your favorite pitcher's pitch to, next pitch to be a strike, and so much more. Um, I don't know. What are we thinking for like a, for a parlay this week, Jake? I feel like it's probably not going to be probably not going to be a Red Sox bet. No. Yeah, they're playing the Astros, so might want to stay away from that. Yeah. I feel like there's some value to the Red Sox betting these days. Jared, I don't know. I feel like if you're I feel like if you're leaning the right way, Red Sox can make you some money. You think so? <laughs> I know so. <laughs> mm. well, I guess we'll see. <clears throat> I'll drop that on Wednesday. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code JARED. New customers can make any $5 bet and get $100 in free bets instantly. That is promo code JARED only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. Um. <clears throat> So yeah, that'll be coming. That'll be a lot of fun once they uh, legalize in Massachusetts. We'll be able to do a bunch of Red Sox stuff. I'm excited for that. Did you see my stat that I tweeted last night about Aaron Judge? And people say that I'm biased. Crazy. Crazy. No, Did you see this? What's your statistic about Aaron Judge? Since July 14th, Aaron Judge has hit 12 home runs. Over that same span, the D-backs, Cubs, Mets, Rays, Rangers have hit 12 home runs as a team. The Tigers have hit 11. The Royals and Rockies have hit 10. The Nationals have hit 9. The Angels have hit 8. The Marlins have hit 7. The Pirates have hit 6. Which means that Aaron Judge has as many as or more home runs than 40% of Major League teams. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, as we said today... He is on the exact same pace as Barry Bonds when he hit 73. Yeah, Barry had more by this point, but I think they've played a similar, if not the exact same number of games. No, yeah, didn't they? They, they had the exact same. I just saw that somewhere. Um, I know that uh, I think it's like through the same number of games, but like at the because uh, because Marty Mush tweeted some shit like we've never seen anything like this before <laughs> and then I tweeted that uh, 
He's like, we've never seen 42 home runs before August before. And Barry had 46 before August in 2001. So, I mean, if Aaron Judge hits 62 home runs, is he the home run king? No, because Barry hit, hit 73. But a lot of people would say that Barry Bonds is a cheater. Yeah, but we don't know that he was on steroids that year. But <laughs> I do. Personally. I've never seen him. I've, no, I've never seen him take steroids. It's true. And I've never seen him fail a test either. No, the, the Yankee fans will tout him as the real home run king. The yeah. real, <laughs> the clean home run king. Until he signs with the Giants next year. And then they'll be like, Barry's the king, dude. You're, you'll never, you're living in Barry's shadow out there uh-huh. in San Francisco. You're going to go out there and sit a field. They're going to fucking forget about you. Forget about Judge. Forget mm-hmm. about him. <laughs> Yeah, but don't do you really think that if Barry Bonds never went on keto, he'd hit seventy one or even sixty one? If what? If he never went on keto, did the diet, paleo, or whatever he did, the nutrition. Uh, what the hell is he taking? He's doing Alpha Brain, right? Or what did he do? He didn't do steroids. <laughs> alpha Brain. <laughs> <laughs> no, can't be proven. Barry hit homers is what Barry did. So did Aaron Judge. And you're damn right, Aaron Judge also hitting homers. He's on pace right now for 67 home runs. Yeah, do you got him hitting 62? That's the question. Yeah. <clears throat> the idea... So. Well, here, here's the question. People will say that, oh, as he gets closer towards the end of the season, like people are just not going to pitch to him. Under what premise? That he's going to be facing people that, what, are in route to the postseason and don't want to lose the games against the Yankees? Like, I, uh, is there going to be a scenario like that? I don't think so. I mean, I think they'll pitch him the same. I mean, I don't know if anyone's like, oh, I, I don't, are pitchers really like that concerned him breaking the record? Obviously, any pitcher doesn't want him hitting a home run off him, but it's like, I'm going to pitch pitchers, around him just because he might hit 62 home runs. Seems no, ridiculous. No one gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck about that. Like, do you know I the think, pitcher who gave up the home run to Barry Bonds that broke the record? No one knows. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I used to know because he was like in the documentary about it and he was like talking about how... He's like, yeah, it's kind of cool to like be on that highlight, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one's like, what a fucking loser. His career is over. He gave up a yeah. home run to Barry Bonds. Yeah. I mean, like, th- look at like David Price. Like David Price gave up the Derek Jeter's 3,000th career hit that was a, a homer. And he was like, yeah, it's fucking cool. He's like, <laughs> I-, I get to be like a part of that piece of history forever. Like I was pretty pumped about that. But do you think, okay, so then do you think that Aaron Judge is MVP right now? Yeah. Hands down. I don't think it's hands down. I think people will make the case for Otani, and it's a very strong case. I, I don't think that uh, it's a guarantee the Judge wins. I, I wouldn't bet the house on it. But if I were to vote, I, I would vote for Aaron Judge, yes. What about, what about Jordan Alvarez? I think him missing time hurt his case a little bit. He did miss some time. Yeah. 
But they got the same slugging. He's got better on-base percentage, higher average. Yeah. No, I, I, I recognize all that. But I think, um, you know, like when you... I'm not a... Before, like when Mike Trout was winning MVPs for the Angels and the Angels weren't going anywhere, it was like, hands down, this guy is the best player in the league. And it doesn't matter if his team is in contention or making the playoffs. Like Mike Trout's the MVP. I had no problem with him winning those MVPs. But when it's close, I think you you kind of look at stuff like that. Like, you know, Jordan Alvarez is on a really good Astros team that still could end up with the top spot in the American League. Like, that's not off the table. Um, so when this is all said and done, Jordan Alvarez might be on the best team in the American League, maybe in all of baseball. Uh, and then you have Aaron Judge doing what he's doing. And if he does pass Roger Maris and hit 62 plus home runs um, and he's on the best team in baseball and you can point to how many, how many he has like three walk-off homers this year and then you look I at Shohei Otani like, I feel and, like a lot of the lore around Judge had to do with the pace that the Yankees were on in terms of you know are they going to are they going to win 117 ball games like is that something that they could be doing I feel like once that started to taper off, I mean, the idea of Judge powering this historical run starts to lose its luster a little bit. There's no taking away from the individual performance now, but a lot of it was about the Yankees and their historical pace and Aaron Judge being the engine behind that, which I can understand. I can get, I get it. I respect that. But the minute that that starts to wane, so does the hit on the MVP, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I think I, if I, that's I your argument against why Shohei Otani is not once again the MVP because really you're just an idiot who thinks that's boring now and you're looking for a way to fly against what, what, the, what the clear and obvious choice is. Then I don't then, think it's obvious. I I think if Shohei Otani continues to do, I, I'm just basing this on saying these guys are going to perform the way they are right now till the end of the season. That being said, Shohei Otani's doing what he's doing. Aaron Judge does what he does, but the team doesn't do what they were supposed to do for the Yankees. Then Aaron Judge again becomes a really awesome offensive performance that needs to be acknowledged, and they do have an award for that. But when you're talking about the most valuable baseball player period when you talk about overall total performance when you've got a guy who can do what Otani does and you've got a guy like Aaron Judge or let me say of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. all of 2021 who's getting the nod the voters told you that at no point in time was Vlad even a first place <laughs> option yeah yeah so I'm not, I'm, I'm not. I'm just trying to keep things in a realistic perspective here. I, I would love to see Aaron Judge break that record and create that conversation. Yeah, I mean it's it's a conversation. That's why I say it's not obvious. It's not slam dunk. Um, but it's going to be an interesting discussion because uh, Aaron Judge is doing what he's doing. Your Don Alvarez is doing what he's doing, and then Shohei is doing what he's doing. It's um, like right now, like it was kind of a, I don't want to call it a slow start, but it wasn't the start that he got off to last year. 
but an updated offense. I mean, we all know he's he's been in God mode outside of that stinker that he had against. Uh, was it against the Twins? Who did he just blow up against? Shohei six earned runs. Was that the Twins? The Braves. Oh, the Braves. It was six Ernie's. Doesn't really count, but yeah. Not yeah. a great start. He actually was fucking dominating that game. Had one bad inning. Yeah. So he's now up to, he's got 16 doubles, 22 homers. He's driven in 62 runs in 99 games. He's hitting 255, 352 on base because he gets walked a ton. Uh, leads the league in intentional walk. Uh, he's slugging nearly 500, 847 OPS. Uh, OPS plus of 138. Um, I mean, these numbers are down from last year, noticeably. They're noticeably down from last year, but the fact that he's still going out there with an eight, like people would kill to have a dude with with an 850 OPS in their lineup. And then on top of that, uh, he also goes out there and has a sub three ERA <laughs> with 145 strikeouts in 99 and the third innings, a 237 FIP. So I, yeah. I hate, I hate talk. Look, like, look, dude, th- this is why it becomes, I can't, <laughs> I'm just, I am mystified at how people are like, yeah, but I don't want to hear about that. Who says that? Who's saying that? I An see overwhelming it. Yankee for, fans for, for my money. An overwhelmingly large amount of baseball fans. Are they Yankee fans that don't want to hear it because they want Judge to win the MVP? Like, it can't be your run-of-the-mill baseball fan. Like, are they saying this in Minnesota? Just people, it's even people who, people who fancy themselves like these diehard baseball fans. And it's like, if if you're that diehard, then you clearly understand what's going on here, what's in front of you. And you're not somebody I should even have to be having a conversation about why you need to appreciate it, not just think it was a flash in the pan and move on. I, I don't know. It just, I just, I don't, I'm also just admittedly not hearing the same resistance to Shohei that you are. I, I even, I mean, I feel like I'm more plugged in with Yankee fans than fucking. Yankee reporters are, and I have not seen this resistance to to Shohei that you're speaking of. I but it would make it, sense. It would make sense if it were Yankee fans because they want their guy to win the MVP, and he obviously has. Uh, and I think it's also it's also coming off of feeling like he got robbed in 2017 because of Altuve and the sign stealing 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 scheme. Never cheated. Um, never cheated. I agree. Uh, but yeah, I feel like they think that he got screwed in 17 and this is his redemption to, to win one, but now he's going up against a guy that can hit and pitch and he's doing both really well. Yeah. That's bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) This is, this is going to be easily combated by Astros fans with a, Oh, so they, they just, they threw you an MVP. They just threw you like a sorry. Yeah. It's a gimme MVP because you got, you got wounded about what happened in 17 and the guy who won it. Well, I, I think you know, calling it a, a gimme MVP undermines what Aaron Judge is doing. So just for comparison's well, I, well, sake. Well, that's coming from an Astros fan who would exactly be looking to do just that. Yeah. Undermine what Aaron Judge is doing. And that's is, what I'm saying is that's how they would be undermining what Aaron Judge is doing. I'm not right. telling you that that's right. I'm yeah. just telling you that this is what they'll they'll say. 
So this is what Aaron Judge is doing. He's played in 100 games. He's got 441 plate appearances. Leads the league in runs with 87. Uh, he, he's not just a home run guy. <laughs> he gets he's, runs. He, uh, he's got 16 doubles, 42 home runs, which leads the league. 91 runs driven in, which leads the league. Uh, he's stolen 10 bases. Uh, he's hitting 297 with a 383 on base. I'm surprised that the on base isn't higher. The guys aren't pitching around this guy, especially at home when he can just hit these dinky ass home runs into the into the first row. Uh, leads the league in slugging 671, a 1054 OPS, a 196 OPS plus, which I'm assuming your Don is higher than that, mm-hmm. Joey. 201. And uh, leads the league 255 total bases. So, and he's got nine home runs in his past 11 games, which is why everyone's talking about Judge, which they should be. And everyone's saying that he's MVP and Shohei's not. That is the common thing. I don't, I don't understand how you haven't seen that, Jared. That's everywhere. You haven't seen people just. I haven't seen. It's I mean, I've definitely, I, I've seen people pro Judge for sure. Well, that's inherently anti Otani. That's I, I don't know that was. that's anti-Otani. It, there's a, to me, to me, there's a difference between saying your guy should win MVP and giving reasons why Shohei isn't as special as he is. Well, I think it's it's one in the it's one in the other, dude. I mean, it's in a direct attack. I mean, the MVP conversation is Judge and Otani. So if you if you say Judge should win it, you're saying Otani shouldn't win it. I guess yes. you can't be pro both. <laughs> they can't both win it. That can't happen. Can't happen. So who would you who would you vote for, Joey? You got to vote right now. Season's over. MVP. We need an American League winner. Who you got? Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. Yeah, just because um, the guy's like the best pitcher in the league and uh-huh. a top ten hitter. He's probably gonna hit like what thirty five bombs, maybe. Something Shit, like that. Fucking at least. I Jake, who you got for MVP? I'd probably have to give it to Xander Bogarts. <laughs> yeah. I think he's, I mean, it's between him and Devers at this point. <laughs> I think Devers might have cost himself by uh, getting injured. Mm-hmm. But um, as of right now, I'd probably, I'd probably go Xander too. That'd be crazy for one of those guys to win the because I mean who knows if they're going to like stay in a Red Sox uniform um, well no they've already been told that they're not getting traded so people well, cultured I people mean, know that cultured you, people know that you told cultured that, people know that yeah <laughs> you keep start, start saying that you just tell the players you're not going to be traded and then you're the yeah. source that's an, even, that's an even better move <laughs> right is uh, yo yo <clears throat> pay these guys all that money things don't work out and you're like you know what we're just going to run this back. I thought about uh, on Friday. <laughs> on Friday, I, I saw Haim at batting practice. And I went up to him and I was asking him questions about Juan Soto and, and trading for Juan Soto. And I almost tweeted out, can confirm Haim Bloom has had discussions about Juan Soto. Because technically that's true. They just were with me. They weren't with the Nationals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should have. Uh, I should have done that. but. But you're a fucking pussy. But I was like, I, I, hey, hey, with great power comes great responsibility. Well, I fuck can't time, Jared. Don't you, don't you know <laughs> Boris? Can't you just start talking yeah. to Boris? Hey, man, we got a spot. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, 
They won't. Bor- Scott Boris will not give me his cell phone number. I don't know why, but know he won't give me his fucking cell phone number. If he ever did, though, we'd be getting somewhere. <laughs> we'd be getting. I, I feel like I could bridge the gap with a lot of different trades and free agent signings. I could be pulling the strings behind every major move that happens in this in this league. Hell yeah, they all go to the Red Sox. The Red Sox would have every good player. It'd just be that simple. I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying that I would do that. They would definitely be interested. The Red Sox would definitely be interested in every player. I, I, I'm more of a create a uh, uh, competitive balance guy than mm-hmm. a. That's what they call me, competitive balance Carabas. Yeah, you're okay. just one of them financial fuckboys. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm actually. I'm like a, a bilingual guy. Really? Oh, yeah? Yes. Did you Tell know that? More. Well, thanks to Babbel, uh-huh. uh, I'm, I'm starting my journey into uh, bilingualism. Is that a word? Is yeah. it? Yeah, man. You're the one who knows all the languages. You should know. <laughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> Bio, it's a word. <laughs> Fucking suck it. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's bi, bi bilingual is the noun. <laughs> You're the one who knows. The you got to conjugate it. Don't you have to conjugate it? it depends on the tense. Uh, on the yeah, right. Jared, Jared, mm-hmm. Car- the conjugator. That's that's what he's <laughs> known as around these parts. All right. I'm a big conjugate guy. For all your summer travels, whether you're going abroad or staying domestic and want to immerse yourself in the culture, now is the perfect time to start Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, there's still time to learn a new language before you reach your destination. I have taken it upon myself uh, I really, really, really want to learn Spanish. I do. It's, uh, it's, it's something that I've talked about for a long time. Uh, obviously, um, there have been many baseball players that have come through Boston that uh, either only speak Spanish or they prefer you, to speak you know Spanish. They can't. What? We need to put the podcast up for a challenge. What? We need to be able to pass a Spanish test. By the end of the season. What? Yes. Wait, hold on. August, September, October. Wait. Two and a half months. No. The the language lessons are like three months. I don't have enough time to learn. Even if we... Today's August 1st. If we did a three-month lesson... like It should should be an off-season project. It should be an off-season project. It's literally the the end of the season. (laughs) No. We're going to be too busy with the playoffs... It should be an off-season project. But Babbel makes it so easy. You could do it on your phone. You <laughs> can do it in, on the plane. You can do thank it in you, the Joey. hotel. Thank you, Joey. My God. It's it's I don't have that kind of time. I don't have that kind of time. I want, if, if we're going to do this, I want to do it right. Babbel can help you do that. Exactly. All right. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson. <laughs> Sounds like you don't have much faith in Babbel, though. So, no. I just said, and you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson. So you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in, little, in as little as three weeks. <laughs> it's not about three months. It's three weeks, dude. 
<laughs> wow. Other oh. language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. Scientifically. And with Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Uh, the Yankees just traded for Scott Efros. Who the fuck's that? <laughs> Who? Scott, Scott Efros Af- from the Cubs. Um, start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, when you purchase a three-month... That's where I got the three months from. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. Yeah, that's right. You get six months for the price of just three, go to Babbel. That is B-A-B-B-E-L dot com and use the promo code Jared. That is J-A-R-E-D. Again, that is Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Promo code Jared. Um, yeah, that just came across the dash right now. Sources confirm. Yankees acquiring right-handed reliever Scott Efros from the Cubs. Who the fuck is that? Do you know who that Scott is, Scott Efros is a rookie. Scott Efros. He's been dealing. Uh, he is 28 years old. And he's got a 266 ERA. Uh, 50 strikeouts in 44 innings for the yep. Cubbies. 36 hits. Uh, a, it's about a 219 the FIP. 219 FIP. And a 10, call it, 7 whip. Yeah, it's about the controllability. 10.2 strikeouts per nine. Yeah, sure. Nice little addition. This is, mm-hmm. a, this is a, hey, Michael King is done. Uh, we need someone to fill that role. So let's bring in old Scotty Efros. That's exactly how they got Clay Holmes, too, last year. Yeah, Clay Holmes sucks now. Did you see that? Fucking he's, Salvador he's Perez been, took that ass to town. Yeah, he's been bad all season. If you look the at first the over <laughs> numbers. <laughs> yeah, he well, listen. Whether it's the first or the last or whatever you want to call it, it was a fucking bomb and it cost the Yankees the game. Cost them the game. They That's had it in the bag. By the way, the Kansas City Royals, they suck. And not only did they try and make themselves worse before the series even started, they tried to make themselves worse and the Yankees better at the same time, and they still beat the Yankees. Damn. That's pathetic, dude. That's pathetic. Admit that. It's pathetic. Dallas, admit it. It's the, the what's pathetic? Oh, I'm sorry. Were you not paying attention? You're with your fucking nipple hanging out on YouTube? I was, no, I was looking at the rundown. Okay, yeah. Uh, why don't you look at my face and, and pay attention to what I'm about to say? The Kansas City Royals made themselves worse and the Yankees better before the series started, and then they still beat them anyway. Is that not pathetic on New York's part? Yes or no? That's, that's pathetic if you do that. Yeah, that's thank pathetic. You. Thank you. That's not good. No, it's, it's actually terrible. It's actually terrible. Um, but that happened, and it was against their closer, uh, Clay Holmes, who, again, is not good. It's a nice good. little welcome back for Sal Perez. <laughs> yeah. I think he, was, he had um, 
he had a three-run homer earlier in that series as well. Good for him. Yeah. Good for Sal. Um, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. What? It's a big deal out here on the West Coast. Number 22. Number 22 has finally been retired in San Francisco. Will Clark, an absolute legend out in the Bay Area, a legend across baseball, finally got the double deuce retired. He joins other legends and San Francisco greats. He gave an absolute rocket of a speech. It was fucking, I mean, people talking about like, yo, I want to go run through a brick wall right now after listening to Will, because he dropped, I mean, I, I don't know how you top this. You got a solid nickname of Will the Thrill. And he dropped a, I am Will the Thrill. I mean, and I am Forever Giant. I mean, just epic lines. Epic lines from the epic left-hander. Uh, Barry Bonds was in the house. He gave a lot of love to Barry. Um. But yeah, if you were a, a baseball fan in the 80s and 90s in the in the Bay Area on the West Coast, Will Clark was a guy who appreciated a whole lot. I, I appreciated a fuck ton. So shout out to old Double Deuce, finally getting the digis retired. Great speech. And the outfield grass? Come on now. Oh my God, that picture? That was crazy. Insane. Yeah, shout out to the grounds crew at uh at the ballpark. I don't even know what fucking place it is now. Oracle Park. I don't know. Um incredible effort. Incredible effort. One of the sweetest swings in baseball. Some would argue the sweetest left-handed swing even in the face of a King Griffey Jr. So that was that was really nice to see. You you failed to mention that this is your favorite baseball player growing up. He what? Your favorite baseball player growing up? Yes. Him, Kirk Reeder was my was my like one of my favorite pitchers, but Will Clark, Will Clark is my guy. Does he follow you on Twitter? Because he follows me on Twitter. No, Will Clark does not follow me on Twitter. What a fucking loser, dude. I know. I know. You're a clown. I even I even me and Bernsey even like well, Bernsey way harder than me. Like Bernsey works with him and like he's homies with him, but trying to, you know, make that push to get 22 retired. I, I don't care, man. I'm not, bro, I'm not offended, bro. Well, your favorite player follows me on Twitter. I don't even follow him back. That's how fucking <laughs> cool I am. Yeah. Dude, players follow number. Dallas in real life, bro. I, I doubt it. I doubt that. <laughs> Jake, who, who's the color, coolest person that follows you on Twitter, Jake? Uh, it's gotta be you. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jake. I appreciate that, man. That's unfortunate. <laughs> who's, who's the coolest person that follows you on Twitter, Dallas? I have no idea. What do you mean? Of course you've seen something pop up and be like, oh, that's pretty cool that so-and-so follows me. Uh, I, I don't know. You're trying to play it cool right now. It's probably no, I someone. Don't, I, I don't. I I don't know. I'm trying to think of who who like who's <sighs> popped up and that's been like, oh wow, Paul Blackburn. 
No. Does Paul Paul. Blackburn follow you? No, I don't know. I don't think so. He doesn't seem like a Twitter guy. Oh, more breaking news. Joe Musgrove. Bring it up, chicken titties. Five years. By the way, John Heyman just fucked this up. He said it's with the Cubs. Joe Musgrove, $500 million, five-year deal with the Cubs is done. Musgrove <laughs> stays home. That's uh, not right. Five years, $500 million. Five-year, $100 million. How do you get that wrong? See, this is what I'm talking about with guys like Heyman. They're just fucking, their brains just don't work right. <laughs> Five, Joe Musgrove, $100 million five-year deal with the Cubs is done. Musgrove stays home. He got the team wrong. He got a little excited. Hey, how does this guy, Jared, get more votes than me? I'm John Heyman of all <laughs> fucking people. How does this guy get votes? Come on. It's me, the Hey Dog. You kidding me? I, I have the fucking Joe Musgrove to the Cubs scoop. How's uh, he they, beat they me? Actually, they call him the Haymanator. How does he how does he beat me with scoops like this? What a fucking idiot. He's just a he's a likable guy, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The hay dog. <laughs> the Haymanator. Hey dog. Uh, there you go. Joe Musgrove, 100, 100 million five year deal with the Padres is done. He stays in San Diego. All right. It's a big deal. How do, how do we feel? How do we feel about. Uh, love it. Love it. Outstanding. Have to love it. Now, is that where. Is that, is that a deal that they get done and they're like, look, we're locking up the arms for you, Juan? Come on down. Come on down to Slam Diego. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I, listen, no one respects and appreciates more than I do when teams lock up their hometown guys. I, hey, you know what? This is a bit of good news that the Padres fans needed, especially after the news with Mackenzie Gore. Yeah. I'm a big Mackenzie Gore fan. What's that? I'm a big Mackenzie Gore fan, I said. Yeah, you should you should be. Why are you not? No, I, I am I am a large Mackenzie Gore fan. Okay. Good. I what about you, Joe? You, you like Mackenzie Gore, dude? I love the moose. Oh, that's not Mackenzie yeah. Gore. I like that's, Musk uh, better than Gore. Okay. I don't know Gore's nickname yet. Mr. Gore. Uh, it's got to be, um, the fuck, uh, Rhino. Rhino, don't mess yeah, with the horns, baby. Yeah, fucking Rhino was a wrestler in ECW, and his finishing maneuver was called the Gore. And that's talking wrestling with baseball <laughs> is dead. <coughs> um, by the way, Dallas. You see, I I uh, I was on SummerSlam. You see that? Uh, no, Jared. I do not watch choreographed ballet. Uh, but oh, I'm sh- oh, yeah, you're yeah, you're just so you're above WWE, dude. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm down. I kick cups off my fucking head. I'm so cool. I'm so much better than WWE. Yeah. I I kept throwing baseballs so much that I can't even wipe my own ass. And that's such a way cooler injury than falling off a steel cage into a fucking pit of barbed wire. You're so cool, Dallas. I watched uh, Amanda Nunez and Juliana Pena get after it. That's what I watched. Mrs. Pena? Mrs. Pena. Fernando Tatis uh, no, will take live BP today. It. If you have a clip, though, please send it over. I'd like to see it. I put it on I'm my sure Instagram this was one story. Of those Shows how good of a friend you are. That they call it, right? Yeah, SummerSlam is the second biggest pay-per-view of the year, and I was on it. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I I must. Uh, I think I got the date wrong. I think I'm ready to die now. I, I don't think that I have anything left to accomplish. I think I've done everything that I've set out to do. What about wrestling in SummerSlam? Mm-hmm. So that's what I that's where my mind goes now is now that I have a foot in the door at WWE that and Pat McAfee is already in WWE. If they ever did a DraftKings versus FanDuel match, me versus McAfee in the ring, I feel like that would be I'd have to start doing legs is the only downside to that. Well, I feel but, like I feel like DraftKings would clearly clearly be sacrificing a lamb and i don't what do you mean i'm fucking diesel dude i know that you 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 hope for me to to not be the the big dog that i am but i am like a pretty premier looking athlete <laughs> pretty premier <laughs> look what, what's what's that fucking kardashian quote the doctor says i have like the the most athleticism ever like the most athletic this ever <laughs> they've never seen this athleticism in the dna before like this. it's fine it's fine if you want if you choose to believe that i'm not this this prime physical specimen that i clearly am but your opinion uh does not change the facts of what i actually am uh, hey I want I want you waking up with that kind of attitude each and every day. And if yeah. you don't, we're we're all missing out. Fine. Uh Dallas has to leave soon. So I wanted to get your thought. We only kind of like tickled the balls on the Luis Castillo trade. What does that do for this team? Because it doesn't make them the favorite in the division. You're in the same division as the Houston Astros. But how do you how do you like their chances now? Like if they were to line up against some of the other top teams in the American League, like the Yankees, like the Astros, does that give them any hope? Like, would you would you even give them a, a, a slight chance against either one of those two teams in a playoff series? The Mariners? Yes. Against the Yankees? Or against the Astros? Now that you have, I mean, uh... Because I think initially the knee-jerk reaction was, why the fuck did we trade Graveman last year when we had this situation? Well, now you have Diego Castillo and Luis Castillo. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's a little better for you. I don't know that that's enough to combat what those lineups have to offer over the first six, seven innings before those guys become a factor. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the honest truth. I'm not saying that the Mariners offense can't kick a little dust in their own right, 
Um, and the Mariners bullpen. Look, Paul Seawald is. Yeah. I, 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 you guys know how big of a fan I am of that dude. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Swanson's having a good year. Yeah. This Swan- motherfucker, Penn Murphy. I, I discovered him like a couple months ago. I was like, what the, what the fuck's this guy's deal? Uh, they've got some guys in that bullpen. And also, the question really is, what Robbie Ray are we getting? And Joey, I mean, that's well, your guy. Well, and that's, that's the thing, is Robbie Ray, I mean, think about that run he went on after the rough start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he's rounding back into form very nicely. Ooh, more, we got not, not necessarily breaking news, but it's an interesting nugget here in the middle of our Luis Castillo discussion. Uh, this is also from John Heyman, the Heymanator. Uh, teams are being told they have been eliminated from the Frankie Montas, he spelled it months, the Frankie Months sweepstakes, but we <laughs> think he means Frankie Montas uh, sweepstakes, suggesting a deal may be close. The Yankees are among the teams that are still in. Dallas, do you think he's, do you think he's going to the fucking Bronx, dude? You think Frank Frankie Montas is about to be, hey, Frankie, Frankie, fucking Frankie Months over here. What did I tell you at the beginning of this that I don't think Frankie is in Oakland A? By the end of the day. By the end of the day. Frankie Months. By the end of the day. Fucking Yankees. They're getting fucking fuck Frankie every Months. Every tweet up. He's got to be doing <laughs> it on purpose. The guy knows Twitter. He knows engagement. Because he, he now he gets to tweet it twice. Then yeah. keep the first tweet up that's wrong. Right. It's obviously on purpose. I fucking fuck you, John Heyman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Guys. He's being he's faking b- being bad at spelling for clout. For clout, and that's dude. bullshit. And this is why we need to get people like this fired, unemployed. Right, kick them out. I think Ma- Mantas does go to the Yanks. Mantas, I think that is a good. If I see one more fucking tweet about Scott Efros, like we get it. <laughs> All right. You won't C- catching up on credit here. You won't fucking. call Heyman out for the for the spelling errors right now. I personally won't because I don't want him to block me. He's soft. So I don't want him to block me because I need him for breaking news for my job. I'm surprised he hasn't blocked me because I've definitely I've definitely talked shit to him before on Twitter. Could be an like, dick. I mean, I think he was being a dick and I was just responding. You just got to engage with him. You just got to talk to him. I talk to him at the field all the time. I've never been around him. He, he never comes to Boston. I mean, Kenny Rosenthal looks there to see kicks around sometimes. It's not hockey season. It's not football season. Uh, I mean, right basketball. now, it's fucking, if, you, if you're trying to be a trade deadline reporter, I'd say that basketball's okay. over. Why would he be coming to Boston? We're, we're not exactly the center of the universe for the trade deadline, but we might have some interesting names that are on the move. Yeah, no, Martinez, you guys, Aldi, that you guys are going to keep Vasquez. on holding on to and, and maybe pay, maybe not pay. Definitely don't even, don't even, don't, don't even talk about paying yeah, people, not paying people. I don't know what's going on in Boston. Yeah, that's like fucking, uh, what's her name? Fucking, uh, what was Jessica, Sim- Ashley Simpson talking about vocal coaching? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like yeah, what? Yeah, good one. Good reference. What the, what Thank is you. She- that- is 20 years late, but I still got it in. <laughs> when was that? When did she get that, that? She was on SNL. And for those youngins who don't know who Ashley Simpson is, you know who Jessica Simpson is? Do you remember 98 Degrees? No? All right, yeah, so 98 Simpsons. Degrees was a boy band. I know the Simpsons, dude. Okay. 98 Degrees was a boy band. Nick Lachey was the, the lead singer. 
he married Jessica Simpson, who was very hot uh, uh, pop star. Her sister, Ashley Simpson, uh, tried to become a pop star as well. And then she was on Saturday Night Live, which is a comedy show. And she went to perform one of her shitty songs and uh, the record skipped and it revealed that she was actually lip syncing. Um, oh my God. Yeah. So that was, that was the reference that I just made there. If you didn't catch that, I was comparing Ashley Simpson who can't sing. Ashley was emo, right? She tried to be after she got exposed to not being able to sing. Uh, I just compared Ashley Simpson to being a vocal coach because she can't sing to Dallas Braden talking about um, paying players because he works for the Oakland A's and they have never paid one of their players. So that's, that's where that joke comes from. If you didn't get it. They, they have paid, they've paid a lot of, they paid me. I got paid. They're still paying Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> they gave Dallas like a one year, $1.5 million deal. And like they deferred it until 2055. <laughs> <laughs> they signed that deal. You, that deal. Part of that deal was that you have to broadcast for free for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you, if you pitch for the A's, uh, first you, <laughs> You have to hit 200 innings for the deal to kick in, and uh, we'll pay you the full 1.5, but you have to broadcast until you're 86 years old. I just, I just want to thank you, Jared, for opening the podcast today with the Oakland A's <laughs> and for closing the podcast today with the Oakland A's. Only, only you can do that. I want you uh, to understand. Only that you sh- can do that. That what is shining through right now <laughs> is the misery. My jealousy. You- that you don't want to, you, you just don't want to yeah. be company with. You don't want right. the elephant in the room, which no. is what's happening to the Boston Red Sox right no. now. You don't want that. Yeah. To I'm be proud present. of you for saying socks. Thank you. You know what? What? How's that? How's that view of those fucking stadium lights treating you? Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> Keep keeping you up at night. It's <laughs> still a good time. I went to bed at eleven thirty last night. It's probably the earliest I've gone to bed in like twenty years. I was just like, I can't. Oh, man. Jared's waking up in cold sweats listening to fucking Sweet Caroline in real time. I hate that Megan song. Megan Star! <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, you know, for sure. You're good. I mean, my team's not fine. I'm not in a state of delusion where I think that they're going to get back in it or something like that. Or ah. No, they're terrible and you're fine. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not happy. Jake. The sun might not be shining in Jared's neck of the woods, but what's the weather looking like right now in Bean Town? Mm. Uh it's 84 degrees, feels like 82. Ooh. 52% humidity, 11 mile per hour winds, and a moon phase is waxing crescent. Oh, waxy crescent. Oh, Jared, waxy crescent. Did you hear that though? 84 feels yeah. like 82. Yeah. So it's almost like Boston's telling you it's good, but it's not quite as good as it is. It does. Yeah. I know it might feel like this, but it's really not that. Even yeah. Mother Nature's taking her shots mm-hmm. at fucking Boston, right? Now. That's yeah. not cool. You hate to see it. That's not cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's fine. I got. A, I got a ski daddle. Uh, right. Before we go, J Rod. J Rod. Okay. The hand. Uh, I haven't seen an update on that. They I put saw him on the, the IL. Put him on the IL. He's on officially. Mm-hmm. 
That sucks. But the x-rays came back negative. That's right. X-rays negative. Before you leave Dallas, does that that open up the door for Mr. Pena to kind of creep back into this thing? No reason why it couldn't. Ooh. I mean, that is ultimately that is when J-Rod pulled away from Mr. Pena because Mr. Pena was leading this thing for a couple months. And then J-Rod really pulled away when Mr. Pena went down. And now that J-Rod has a little bit of a boo-boo. Could Mr. Pena jump right back into this race? The American and it hurts. Uh, American League Rookie of the Year. It hurts because he was working on a shit ton of momentum, right? He was riding a very, very, very more breaking big news, wave. Dallas. More breaking news. Breaking. The Angels have decided to keep Shohei Otani. The Yankees were among teams to make an offer, but Otani will stay. Boo. It's all right. They got another decade, right? They got another decade to figure it out. Mike Trout, very rare back condition. He's going to be fine. Mm. They're not. They're not missing anything here. No. Nothing to worry about at all. If you're the Halos, nothing to see here. You're Everything's gonna fine. fine. Everything's gonna be fine, totally dude. fine. Everything's fine. Keep it above the belt. You know what I mean? That's what I always say. Um. All right, Dallas. Where Where are the A's tonight? Uh, the A's have an off day. And then oh, the A's so will just, be in you're just Anaheim because you don't want to you don't want to have to answer for the discretions of your team or. And I'll be calling those games in Anaheim. Got it. So what are you doing today? What's that? What are you doing today? Uh, I have a meeting that I have to go to. Mm, sounds kind of sketch <laughs> in the city of Los Angeles. Sounds pretty sketch. Can you tell us what it's about? Uh, it's pertaining to baseball cards. Mm. Okay. All right. Not as sketch, but it's still kind of sketch, I guess, but whatever. No. Yep. <laughs> no. We're going to be breaking on through to the other side, if you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I pick up what you're putting down. All right. Well, uh, enjoy that meeting. That's clearly way more important than uh, me and Joey and Jake and <laughs> you do what you, do what you got to do. I love you guys. Yeah. Really feels like it. <laughs> really feels like it. So. You'll be better. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, all right. Bye, Dallas. Well. Uh, Dallas is out of here. Um, hopefully, he's going to have a blue moon at that, that meeting. I feel like it kind of sets the tone. Says you're here to, to have a good time. You also, uh, you know, you're, you, you care about great taste. It's a business beer. It is. It is. And uh, baseball, it's a, it's a baseball beer because baseball and beer go hand in hand. Blue Moon is the perfect stadium companion with its bold flavor, bright explosion of color, iconic orange slice ritual, and authentic ballpark roots. In fact, Blue Moon was born in a ballpark first created at the Sandlot Brewery in Denver, Colorado. From the first pitch to extra innings, a Blue Moon guarantees a one-of-a-kind beer experience every time. Going to have some Blue Moons tonight. Actually, the stream's tomorrow night, right, Jake? Yeah, I think we're going to start a little early for the deadline. Yeah, I think uh, that would make a lot of sense. If we start early, get on there, do some deadline talk, maybe uh, maybe some, some, uh, some trades squeak across the finish line. I actually, I can confirm that a big, big trade in, in baseball history was made after the deadline was actually over. I'll tell you which one after this. Uh, but from its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel and for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander, 
Blue Moon Belgian White is a one-of-a-kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full-flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something that's one-of-a-kind? Best served with a signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful hazy color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Break out of your same old beer slump. Blue Moon Belgian White is one of a kind every time. Blue Moon. Uh, get it delivered to you by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket to see your delivery options. That is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket. Blue Moon made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company Golden Colorado Ale. Um, so, that trade that I was talking about. I, I might have told this story before on Section 10. You ever hear that podcast before, Joey? Section 10? I've heard of it. Yeah. It was good. Good show. Good show. A lot of people liked it. A lot of people liked that show. Um, I heard that it did uh, uh, six-figure numbers regularly, which is pretty cool. I heard you think about it. Canceled. Did they not can- get canceled. They canceled it. It got retired. Which is different. If you retire, that's not the same thing as getting released from the organization. Would you agree or disagree? That's, yeah, that mean. Hmm. Did they retire the number? Kinda. So there's no more 10. You can't be 10. I guess not. <laughs> but in, two, have it. Two, in 2008, I was at Fenway Park. I was uh, in a meeting. How old was I in 2008? 19 years old? 19? Yeah. 2008, I was 19 years old. I was at Fenway Park. I was in the front office. In the front office of the Boston Red Sox organization. And there was a TV on the wall. And four o'clock comes and goes. And there's no breaking news. Nothing. What's going on? Red Sox didn't do anything. What the fuck? Then it's like, I don't know, 10 past four, Nesson's on, breaking news. Manny Ramirez is traded to the Dodgers. And everyone's like, what the fuck? How? I step out into the hallway and there's Larry Lucchino, who at the time was the president and CEO of the Boston Red Sox. And he's on his cell phone. And I hear him say the words. Well, we need to get that in writing, John. Talking about John Henry, the owner of the Boston Red Sox, the principal owner, chairman. So I can confirm that uh, little did they know that little 19-year-old Jared would grow up to be a little baseball podcaster with Jake and Joey, have this platform to share that story. I'm sure they didn't want the most prolific baseball podcaster of all time inside their walls <laughs> overhearing such a sensitive conversation. You're a fucking spy, bro. Double agent. You act like you're Shit. on the Red Sox side, but now you're airing out dirty laundry. Well, Larry Lucchino is long gone at this point. Um, and I don't think that they can reverse the Manny Ramirez trade at this juncture. Where is Jason Bay these days? Jason Bay. What's he doing? He's definitely up in Canada. He's Canadian. <laughs> where is Jason Bay these days? That's yeah, where's he at? Because I think he's a free agent and there is time to get him before the deadline's all said and done. 
To get Jason Bay? Yeah. Um, yeah, Jason Bay fell off the face of the earth. But that was uh that was something that happened. The Manny Ramirez trade technically happened after the trade deadline. Sketchy. Sketchy. I mean, the Red Sox, you can make the case. I mean, not that I mean Jason Bay was still really good. Jason Bay was really good. And I'm sure that it helped the clubhouse a lot because I think uh, Manny had really soured on the guys at that point. But what Manny went on to do, I mean, Manny played like fucking a third of a season in the National League that year and should have gotten MVP votes. When Manny Ramirez got traded to the Dodgers in 2008, he played in 53 games and hit 396 with a 1232 OPS. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was taking dick pills. That's why. Yeah. He was he, bills. he played in 53 games, had 14 doubles, 17 homers, and drove in 53 runs in those 53 games. He hit 396. He had 74 hits in 53 games. That's crazy. He request you know he requested a trade to the Pawtucket Red Sox from the Red Sox. Yes. Yep. <laughs> he wanted to get traded. He he gave the Red Sox a list of teams that he wanted to get traded to and the Paw Sox were on the list. <laughs> Incredible. There'll, there will never be another. Like, he was weird then, but he's even more weird now. And I kept saying, like, when David Ortiz was going into the Hall of Fame and giving a speech and he's doing all these media tours, I was like, thank God that David Ortiz stayed normal and Manny was the one that got weird. Like, he was already weird. Like, if Ortiz got Manny weird after retiring, like, imagine being a Cubs fan and you're, like, my age, 33 years old. You grew up on Sammy Sosa being the guy and now he's just this big fucking weirdo that the Cubs have shunned. Like, they don't want anything to do with him. Like, I could not live with that if if my childhood hero was such a weirdo that the organization was just like, yeah, we're not bringing this guy back. This guy's a fucking weirdo, dude. I think Manor Ramirez is a different type of weirdo, though. He's more endearing than Sam I mean, Sosa. yes and no. Like, he, he, he fucking shoved the traveling secretary <laughs> down the stairs, and he was like 78 years old. Uh, he had that domestic violence issue, I believe, with his wife, right? Yeah. Like, he's not... He, like he's not like super innocent in in all this. Like he he has like the fun loving like hey I'm Manny and I do all this crazy shit and blah blah. blah. But it's like some some of the shit that he did was just not good. I know. It just wasn't. Like, that's what I'm like, saying. It's like he kind of can get away with it in the public's eye because it's Manny. Yeah. It's Manny. Yeah. Like, oh, this is. Oh, I'm just gonna slap the shit out of this elderly man because he didn't give me 150 tickets to the Astros game. Oh, that's just Manny being Manny, man. <laughs> yeah. It's just like. Mm. That's just that's that's Manny being Manny. You don't know the full now. Story. Go pick up your fucking dentures, <laughs> and, and people are just like, "Yeah, man, that's what are you gonna do?" That's just Manny being Manny. He apologized. Come on, man. Did he? I don't know if he did. He honestly. apologized to him. Come on, it's a he was under a lot of pressure. It's you know the Boston media. It, a lot Boston of Boston media. It's a real it's a real pain in the the keister. Yeah, that story should have never even gotten out in the first place. Yeah. So. And that's that's one of those ones that you hope to keep in house. But that was also there was a conspiracy around that time that Manny was trying to do all this crazy shit to force him way out of his way out of Boston, and that Scott Boris was behind it. Scott Boris was telling him to do all this crazy shit, being like, "If they're not going to trade you, 
beat up old people. Yeah, fuck up a <laughs> 65-year-old man, man. That'll work. Yeah. I mean, it, it did. It, it worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boris is a genius. He is a fucking genius. You know what? He's not. Uh, we can't get Michael Conforto signed. No one's talking about that. What happened to that guy? So, here's the deal with Michael Conforto. Michael Conforto uh, was a free agent, went into free agency, I guess not realizing how hurt he really was. When did he get the surgery? Like March? I don't, I'm sure, I don't even know what the surgery. I know. I, I don't know like really his injury. I know there was like talk about how it happened. It was like an off-season thing and there was like a story that everyone was saying was completely made up. So Michael Conforto. Michael Conforto out for 22 after shoulder surgery. This is April 24th, 2022. Uh. I saw him. I met him at a golf tournament in February. He was golfing. I mean, if I get a shoulder injury, I'm not golfing, but he was out there uh, playing 18 and two months later, shoulder surgery out for the year. And he had draft pick compensation tied to him, which is why teams were like, well, this dude just got what was presumed to be season ending shoulder surgery. And... Like, we're going to give up a draft pick for this guy? No. So, teams are waiting for the draft to pass, which it has since passed. And now he's, I guess, I don't know that he's fielding offers. I don't know who's picked up the phone to call him. But he can hit. I mean, he's going to have to be in some sort of DH role. Because if if back in April, they thought he was going to be out for the year, I, I doubt he can throw. I think if they're saying he's out for the year, he's out for the year. I think he he can play, he can hit. Why they say from what he's out I've for heard the year then? Oh, you heard okay. That was bad. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard from. That's that's a scoop, breaking news. Uh, teams that are interested in Michael Conforto, he can come in and hit for you. I just don't know if he can throw. Um, so I think what's probably going to happen is he can either sign with a contender. And hit for them, pinch hit, come off the bench, whatever you need him to do. Or some team is going to give him like a minor league deal and he's essentially going to get paid to, to rehab with an organization somewhere. Um, hopefully he likes the organization enough and then he comes back the next year. Like that would be the gamble that you take if you're that team giving him a minor league deal to finish out the year with your organization if you're not contending. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. It's an odd situation. But nevertheless, it had previously been speculated that uh, Michael Conforto was out for the year. I think if, if you need someone to hit for you, you can do that this year. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, but... Uh, Oh, wow. Wow. We just got a Rosenthal bomb. Stop. We just got a Rosenthal bomb. And I'll tell you what it is after I tell you about uh, Athletic Greens. Uh, have, you, have, you, have you tried Athletic Greens yet, Joey? Probably not, right? Nope. Dude, you need to, to get on this shit. I would love to. You need to, to get on it. Uh, so if I could describe the taste, like it's, it almost has its own taste. Like I... Before I started trying the product, uh, it looks like it's like it when when you put the powder in water and you shake it up, 
It looks like if you were to blend up like broccoli in water. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know because I'm so picky with what I eat. <clears throat> I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And then I tried it and the taste, it doesn't taste like anything that I've ever had before. But it tastes really, it's like sweet, but it's good. It's not like, it's not overwhelmingly sweet, but I like it. And I didn't, and I'm so picky. I'm one of the pickiest eaters in the world. And I like the taste, but it doesn't taste like anything that I've ever had before. It's, it, I, I can't describe it. I can't describe it. But our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to get better gut health and more energy. And now... I've been on it for a few weeks and I feel great. So what is it? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day. <clears throat> Here's why I love it. I do four podcasts a week. I watch about 50 million games a week. It's tiring. We get the stream. We get all kinds of stuff that we got to do every single day. There's no days off. Waking up, uh, I can take my AG1. It gives me the energy that I need to talk to these guys all day and try to be entertaining and on my A game every single day. Uh, I've got all my vitamins and minerals that I need in one scoop serving. That's it. That's it. And what's cool is uh, they actually sent me like a little water bottle that I can put it in. You can measure how much... uh, uh, ounces of water you want in there mm-hmm. and they gave me a little like the one of the tin containers with like the scoop in it so i know exactly what i'm putting in there scoop wise it's perfect they make it so easy for you uh also now that i'm on the road more they have the to go to uh, the the to go packs so if i'm uh oh boy oh boy oh boy oh boy Uh, okay. Well, this is br- breaking news. This is the breaking news that I, the breaking news that I was le- talking about before this has happened. Um, what? it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It supports better sleep quality and recovery. Uh, so if you're in the gym, you're getting after it. That's definitely a super important element to all that is both sleep quality and recovery. That's usually where you do most of your growing. Uh, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop <clears throat> in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Uh, and to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Jared. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Jared to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh, Breaking news. The Padres just traded for Josh Hader. What the fuck? I really want to know who they gave up for him. I mean, he's had a bad month. Yeah. Uh, but he's still Josh Hader. Like, he has not been Josh Hader for uh, the month of July. But he's, his strikeouts per nine is 15.6. <laughs> <laughs> he's 
He was an all-star. 15.6. Yes, he was an all-star. Josh Hader has struck out 59 batters in 34 innings this year. Uh, leads the league in saves with 29. <clears throat> the ERA is 424, but the FIP is 347. So there's been some bad luck there. Uh Let's say as recently as the his first appearance of July. His first appearance of July, July 3rd, his ERA was 105 with a 172 FIP. So really, like he's just been he had a stretch there where he gave up 12 earned runs in four and a third innings from July 4th to the 15th. But even since then, he's appeared in four games. And has allowed one earned run and struck out seven batters in four innings. So like he's he had that that dog shit stretch um, from the third no from the fourth of July, and then he gave up six earned runs in a third of an inning to the Giants. Like that'll fuck your holy RA up. Yeah, as a closer, six six earned runs in a third of an inning really fucked him. Um, but outside of that. That little five, six game stretch, he's still been Josh Hader, one of the best relievers in baseball. Maybe the best lefty reliever in baseball. Uh, so that is a huge get. And like, by the way, if I'm the Brewers, I'm like, aren't we in first place? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like one of those trades where like they don't or they might know something that the Padres don't. Not that, I mean, I'm sure that's. Not allowed. <laughs> the Brewers. <laughs> but they have I mean, a reason what? not to trust him to be good. That the Brewers might not know. That the Padres might not know. They've lost faith in Hater, it seems. But, I mean, they are in first place. I mean, I get like Devin Williams is nasty. Like yeah. he's. He hasn't he's given nasty. up a run in 30 appearances, I think. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I need to tweet about this. And you're going to get him for two years. He's a free agent in 2024. But you know what's crazy? Josh Hader's barrel percentage is in the first percentile, meaning it's like the worst you can have. So he sucks, you mean? According to barrel percentage, first percentile. Like his... Baseball savant page is ridiculous where it's like he's a he has the highest strikeout percentage in the league and the worst barrel percentage in the league. Basically, there's probably a few players worse than him, but uh I'm so confused. What's the return? The Padres are sending their own closer, Taylor Rogers. Denelson Lamette is going in this deal. Oh. And a couple prospects. Denelson Lamette in 2020 was nasty. He fell off. I, yeah. I loved watching Denelson Lamette in uh, uh, 2020. And then he's just kind of not been that guy ever since. But Denelson Lamette to get, I guess, if, he's, if he ever returns that. He's a COVID guy. He's a, he's a cold guy. I mean, Devin Williams can can do the job in the ninth. But if you if the Brewers had a lead going into the eighth, the game was over. 
Yeah, but then you get Tyler Rogers, who uh, hasn't been great this year, and you get Lamette, and you get prospects for this guy who I guess I don't think they have faith. Dude, something must have happened to him, and he won't pitch more than one inning, which is another thing that he's that apparently he won't do. But do you think that this takes him out of getting Soto? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, man, <laughs> that's crazy. So hater, hater, you said has the rest of this year plus. I mean, the, the prospects that they got, they got the Padres number seven and number twenty eight. So no, that this doesn't take them out of Soto. They gave up their number seven and number twenty eight prospects in this deal. I'm very confused. Yeah, that is an interesting trade. I think they're selling, selling low, selling high. They're selling high. I mean, they're, they're selling, selling high. high, but like, you're in first place, Brewers. What are you doing? But like, it's not really. Do you really selling. think it's not selling? But like. It's it's kind of like when when the Mariners started to get it going last year with Kendall Graveman, and then they trade him to the Astros. It's like wait, what? Like it's that kind of move. I feel like they like think the, they but think, worse, but worse. I don't think it's worse. I think because I think they think then the that, Kendall Graveman to the Astros trade. Yeah, because I think the Brewers make this trade thinking that it's going to make them better now. Like that's their logic behind it, at least. Like, I think they probably think Rodgers and Lamette can do more for them than Hader for whatever reason. I think they I think they think Hader is washed, fell off, sell him where he can. But that's just not true. Uh, have you seen his barrel percentage? His barrel percentage. And this is what the, the minds are thinking, the big analytical minds like myself. I'm looking at his spin rate and he's never had a high spin rate. But when you get into older ages and, you know, that fastball is going to die off. The barrel percentage looks bad. His peripherals have, they're not as looking as good as they used to. I mean, come on. They're hitting 600 against this changeup. Opponents have a f- 1,400 slugging percentage on his changeup. Oh, man. <laughs> Which he's only thrown 15 times this year, but that's something they're looking into. Padres. <laughs> that's something that they're looking into. Maybe. So, I mean, not that, it. if you're on the Brewers right now, I mean, by, by the way, like if you, if you play for the Brewers, you're, you're, you get, you get it. Like you're like, yeah, like we're not, we're not the Padres. We're not the Dodgers. Like we're not one of these teams that's going to just spend a shit ton of money. We're not going to be in the mix for, you know, big, we're not going to be in the Juan Soto sweepstakes or anything like that. But this, is very surprising to like like I said earlier if if the Brewers have a lead and you're going into the eighth inning the game is fucking over unless you're the Giants like that there was a blip on the radar this year with Hader but outside of that six game stretch where he sucked it's game over his strikeouts per nine is fucking 16 16 Bob Nightingale says the Brewers told teams last month they would listen on all-star closer Josh Hader, believing they can still win the NL Central without him and getting younger at the same time. They Isn't had planned that, to trade him this about, winter, knowing that he would get another huge raise in arbitration. So it's about money. 
It's about money. So essentially what this comes down to is money. They they didn't want to pay Josh Hader in arbitration. And it was one more year after this anyway. And they they feel, I mean, like what Nightingale said, uh, they feel like they can still win the division without him. But it's like, that's your goal? That's your goal is to win the fucking division? Like, do, do your odds of winning the World Series go down replacing Hader with Rodgers? Yeah, I think so. Am I wrong about that, Joey? Uh, yeah. I mean, right now, I don't want to. Yeah, I. But I just feel like it, this is a fishy ass trade. I feel like it's deeper. I feel like the Brewers just know something or think that Hater is just gonna fall off a cliff. Hmm. I mean, someone literally just tweeted that at me. There's something the Brewers know about Hater that others don't. Has to be. Yeah, I mean, he's been the best closer in baseball for, like, how many years? Yeah. I'm very, very, very skeptical about this deal. I mean, good for the Padres. Good for the Padres. And and to your question earlier, no. I don't think that it takes them out of the Soto sweepstakes. If anything, I feel like it it, it only motivates them more to... Uh, get something done because it's like, all right, if we're going to go out there and we, we got hater for uh, this run and next year's run, let's fucking go get Soto. Let's let's do it. If we're going to be all in, let's be all in. I would love to see that, man. I would love Soto to be on this fucking Padres. That would be so lit. Slam Diego will be back. Imagine that like and they're and they're getting toss, Tatis back. Mm hmm. Tatis taking live BP today is what I saw. Tatis taking live BP. And um, I mean, we'll know by six o'clock tomorrow whether or not Juan Soto, you are a Padre. Or Juan Soto, you are a Cardinal. Or Juan Soto, you are a Dodger. What do you think, Joey? What do you think? Or Atlanta Brave? I think, dude. I think Padres, but that's maybe just my heart. That's what my heart wants. I think if he doesn't go to the Padres, he stays in the Nationals, though. I'm the only one with the balls to say that. There's a, I think there's a good chance he doesn't get traded at all. He's getting traded. It's a hefty price. That Some would say the heftiest. Some would say... The heftiest, but uh, yeah, this is uh, very surprising. I mean, a lot of shit just went down during this this podcast recording. We picked a great time to record the pod. What did I say when it started? What did you say? Calm before the storm. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Uh, also, speaking of exciting news, Dodge has exciting news for all you muscle car enthusiasts. It's the seventh year of Motor Trend Presents Roadkill Nights powered by Dodge, set for Saturday, August 13th, 2022 at M1 Concourse in Pontiac, Michigan. Uh, Motor, Motor Trend Presents uh, Roadkill Nights powered by Dodge is a one-day car culture festival that includes legal street drag racing on historic Woodward Ave, Dodge Thrill and Drift Rides. Uh, Dodge Driving Simulators, a classic and modern muscle car show, 
and much more. We're welcoming back some of last year's grudge racers for a chance at redemption, giving Alex Taylor a chance to go 2-0 against the field of impressive talent that includes some new faces familiar to the automotive faithful. In a new twist this year, competitors will use direct connection parts to build their own drag racing machine up under a, a tight deadline before bringing it to Woodward to go head-to-head on the strip. Follow along and get a shot to win your share of $10,000 in the Dodge Roadkill Knights prediction pool with DraftKings. Join us on Saturday, August 13, 2022 at M1 Concourse in Pontiac, Michigan, or tune into all the live-streamed action on Dodge Garage. Head on over to dodgegaragecom DraftKings for complete information on event schedule, tickets, racing, and car show registration. Whew. All right. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to hit on, Joey? Um, I'd like to welcome back Jacob deGrom. Glad he's back. Jacob deGrom is That's back. You love Jacob deGrom. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see him, see what he can do. To your favorite pitcher? Well, I just like a like a prospect coming up from the minors, like a minor mm. pitcher who's been doing good, like see what he can do in the big leagues. It's really mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Jacob deGrom. Well, tonight's Scherzer night. And tomorrow night you're going to see Jacob deGrom going head to head with Corey Abbott of the Washington <laughs> Nationals. Tuesday. Oh my god. Seven oh five Eastern, only on SNY and Masson. The return of DeGrom, who, by the way, yesterday, DeGrom's coming back. Everyone's excited. But one of his first quotes was like, hey, by the way, just so you know, I'm definitely opting out at the end of the year. Like, (laughs) just so that we're all clear on that and that there's no speculation like, oh, like he had this injury. Like, is he maybe going to, he doesn't want to risk it. Like, no, 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 no. I am opting the fuck out immediately. Not to say that he wants to stay with the Mets. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. They'll pay him. They'll try. Mm-hmm. Do you think so? Also, yeah, I mean, fucking Cohen likes to pay people. I mean, I, yeah, I don't think Steve Cohen's going to let him go anywhere, but it's going to be an interesting discussion based on the uh, the injury history, what he sees his value as. Because he's not a Boris guy, right? I don't think he is. I doubt it. I mean, no. honestly, there was a report that the Braves were like in on him and that it, like he was going to be the Braves. And honestly, I wasn't like that excited. I mean, like just the injury scare me with DeGrom. The guys pitched like three innings in the past two years. That's why it's going to have to be like a, a a big market team that can absorb the blow of, yeah, we're paying this guy $40 million, but he throws like 35 innings a year. <laughs> Yo, throw 35 innings a year, strike out 300 batters. Mm-hmm. That's the plus side with DeGrom. There's a big upside with Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, there's a huge upside. But you can't be a team. You can't be a team that it's like, we're spending $40 million a year on this guy. And this is the only guy that we can really afford. Like everyone else sucks because we spent all our money on DeGrom and then have him go down and now like the rest of your team sucks. Like yeah. it has to be a team like the Dodgers where it's like, yeah, like pretty much everyone on our team makes between 30 and $40 million. So 
if we lose one of them, it's fine. We just have like another superstar somewhere else that can come up and, and take a spot. Yeah, and the Mets are one of those teams. The Mets are for sure one of those teams. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just a matter of uh, Stevie Cohen. Because, I mean, they're going to be in the mix on... Uh, I mean, for, for whatever reason, we have not seen their name much in the Juan Soto sweepstakes, which is surprising. I guess it's just maybe they, they don't have nearly the enticing package that the, the Cardinals and the Padres, the Dodgers would have. But I think it'd be funny. Not funny. It'd be interesting. It would be intriguing if Juan Soto got traded and then refused to sign with the team that he got traded for. And then he hit free agency in two years. And then then, then you would hear the Mets name. But if they traded him to the Dodgers and he was just like, man, fuck the Dodgers, dude. I'm just not interested in this. It's too bad. I actually uh, want to shout out Austin Riley. Yeah, MVP. People are saying it. He's batting like fucking 450 this month. Mm -hmm. He's going to be player of the month. And people sleep on him. Who's sleeping on him? Not me. I fucking tweeted about his MVP case the other day. Well, dude. you don't sleep on him because you know ball, but like, right. it's funny because like what Freddie Freeman was for the Braves for like 10 years as like mm -hmm. the guy who was considered like the most underrated player, what everyone would say he was the most underrated player. Mm -hmm. I think that's what Austin Riley is becoming. Austin Riley in the month of July hit 423 with a 1344 OPS of 460 on base. He drove in 25 runs in 26 games, 15 doubles, which I believe, <laughs> I believe, isn't that like how many doubles Aaron Judge has all season? Because they're all just going over the fence. But uh, Austin Riley has 15 doubles in the month of July, 11 homers. Um, that's pretty impressive. And in the last week of loan, I swear to God, he, he's been... He hit three balls that were an inch away from being out, like combined three inches from home runs. So that would yeah. be that he's doing better than it even looks. He's underperforming. Damn. So you got him winning the MVP? No. You don't have him winning the MVP. I don't think he's going to win the MVP. Why not? You're supposed to back your guy, dude. He, because like I said, he. He's the new Freddie Freeman where he doesn't win the MVP. And let, I know Freddie Freeman did win MVP, but he's the most underrated player. He's going to be the most underrated player for the next six years. So he can't win MVP. They won't do it. He's going to be the under the radar. He's going to be, he's going to be on your radar as being under the radar. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, Austin Riley definitely deserves some love for the for the month of July that he, he just had. I think it's a slam dunk for NL player of the month. By the way, I thought I thought the Braves would have caught the Mets by now. So a shout out to the Mets for being able to hold off the Braves because now that Jacob DeGrom is back as of Tuesday, the Mets have won six straight games. The Braves have won three straight games. And they still have just stiff-armed the Braves to three games back in the division. Um, are you still going to hold strong 
that you think the Braves are going to win the NL East? Yeah, I think the Braves will win the NL East. Come you don't on, sound so bro. confident anymore. I don't, you don't on, sound so confident. Because I said it a thousand fucking times. I'm tired of it. All right, the Mets have done great. You respect the Mets. But this is the mind frame. I mean, the Braves haven't fucking lost a game since June in my head still. There's just, I mean, yeah. hey, welcome to the life of playing in the American League East. Fucking Yankees. That's what it is. It's like, you know, you got to tip your caps to the Mets. If you're the Mets right now, you got fucking, your balls are big as shit. You're like, dude, we're on fire. No one can beat us. We're mm-hmm. getting DeGrom back. And I get it. And I can't say, oh, the Mets are going to explode and suck. They, you know, it doesn't look like they will. I think it's a good possibility because they are the Mets. There always is them being the Mets is pretty bad. And, um, who knows what they're getting and they are playing the Braves in a five game series this week and that could be the end of everything. They could mm. fucking lose three games to the Nats and then their whole, they could get in a fight. Pete Alonso could, they can get hit in the face again. They get hit all the time. That's pretty dangerous. These are all opportunities That's pretty dangerous to explode. I mean, but as a Braves fan, we just won the World Series and since June, nobody can fuck with us. I'm not that worried about the Mets, honestly. Hmm. So you have the Mets winning the division. That's what you said. Yeah, the Mets will win the division. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, you the heard Mets it are a lock. From the Joey. Mets are a lock for the division. Joey has the, the Mets. The Mets aren't even competition down. for you guys. You guys are the big dogs. The Mets are going to win the World Series. And the Mets will go to the playoffs and not even lose a game in the playoffs. Hmm. They're unstoppable. They got DeGrom and they got Scherzer. Scherzer tonight, DeGrom tomorrow. For the first time, for the first time with the new look New York Mets, we will start a week with Max Scherzer on Monday, (laughs) Jacob DeGrom on Tuesday. Now we go. Now we go. Yeah, dude, if you're the Mets, honestly, your balls are big as fuck right now, dude. Yeah. You're just killing it. And we got DeGrom back. We've been waiting all this year. We got setbacks. Oh, no, he's opting out, blah, blah, blah. Now you're pretty feeling pretty confident. You should. I mean, they're, uh, they're not the Dodgers, but that next tier, the Mets are the top dogs. They're four games back at the Dodgers for the best record in the National League. And then you have the aforementioned Atlanta Braves, um, three games back at them. And then, but you know, Jared, what's up? It's a long season. Long season, a lot of game left. A lot of season. You know left. what's longer than the longer than the season? What's that? The postseasons. The postseason is even longer than that, dude. It's a grind. Yeah, you, you don't been have players. Had- you don't have players, and specifically, if you don't have pitchers who can get through the grind, you're not going to go that far. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Let's see yeah. if those backs and those shoulders and those elbows can withstand the longest season of them all, the postseason. The postseason. I mean, that's really all you got to do. I mean, I, I still, listen, I still love where the Braves are at. And let's see if they make a little noise here before the deadline tomorrow. Because in a, in a, in a seven-game series between the Mets and the Braves, uh, I think it would be, I think it'd be a nice little dogfight. 
I mean, I'll be a dough fight. Like, I'd love to see some of those matchups. You know? We'll see where we're at. I think a lot of people would, would take the Mets because how could you not? Scherzer. And uh, who starts game one? DeGrom or Scherzer? Uh, probably DeGrom. Def- I would say DeGrom for sure. I mean, we'll DeGrom. see how he does for the next two months, but mm-hmm. DeGrom is a uh, go. So you think you think Scherzer is just like a nice little backup bitch is what you said. He is like a nice little, you know, you put him in the three, four in your rotation. Mm-hmm. Slides in perfect. He's kind of he's kind of fragile. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, he tightens up sometimes, yeah. especially in the later months. Mm-hmm. Great competitor, though. Yeah, he hangs. He hangs, he hangs in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh We'll be back on Thursday with reaction to the trade deadline. And uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, we're breaking down all the, all the moves, who went where, who's in a better spot, who's in a worse spot, who fucked up, who looks like a genius, what division races have changed forever. We'll have all that and more. Um, on Thursday, Joey. Any final words here? I love you guys. Um, John Soto to the fucking Padres. John, let's Soto. make it work. Let's make it work. Uh, Jake's takes. Uh, my 2022 AL Cy Young pick, Nate Baldi's taking the mound tonight. Um, maybe for the last time in his Red Sox career. So, mm. hope that's not true, but we'll see. There we will see. We will see. Could be a very uh, emotional time here in Boston. It could be a very uh, emotional few hours on the horizon. But I did see that report last night that the Red Sox are asking for the fucking moon for J.D. Martinez, uh, who just like snapped an 0 for 20 yesterday with a couple doubles. Um, I mean, I, I'm all for asking for the moon. But if the Red Sox don't come come down on JD, like he's still going to be here. It's, it feels like. Uh, and all I'm saying is, if if JD Martinez is still here after the trade deadline, do not let the Sox get hot because then then they get into the wild card picture. And then if they get in there, now we're talking maybe a championship. So I, I don't want to have that conversation right now because I've already accepted that the season's over. Uh, but if if Heim's asking price on JD is just too high, and he ends up sticking around. Now we start talking about what size ring we are, Jake. What size ring are you? Do you know? I don't know, but I'm going to have to find out quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need to find out quick. If, if the trade deadline passes and J.D. Martinez is still here, Red Sox are, are going on a run. Mark my fucking words, dude. I don't care about these other slapdick teams in front of the Red Sox right now for the wild card. If that deadline passes and everyone's still here and they're like, oh, it's like, it's like in the movies when like, there's like a big gunfight and there's bullets flying everywhere. And then they look down, they're like checking their body for holes and there's none. They're like, that's going to be the Red Sox. So. They're already dead. They're already on the Whoa! fucking, they're Whoa. wounded. Because <laughs> all your team's on the, on the injured list. They're all Yeah, fucking... guess what? Guess what, Joey? <laughs> guess what, dude? But they're the going to come back. The, the bullets mm-hmm. hit them, dude. Shrap yeah, metal. Yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. Guess what? And then they go to the hospital. They get a little stitches. 
They get a little surgery. <laughs> then they come back just like the Red Sox. The Red Sox are going to be back. I kind this, of agree, dude. If they, get, if they get the boys back, they, they are they are they're a threat. The wild card teams, it's mm-hmm. not out of the question. Mm-hmm. People aren't talking about it enough. People aren't talking about it enough, but we'll talk about it on the next episode. We'll see you then. We all. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha!